from him who is our shining light and shines on us and in us and through us to others. Be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Once again this evening, our theme for our Wednesday evening services and our theme for our Sunday morning services come to an intersection, a crossroads, if you will. So our theme for Wednesday evenings is Crossroads. And our theme for Sunday mornings is the gospel in seven words. And so on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about and looking at and thinking through a way that we as individuals might share our faith with other people in a short, concise little statement in just seven words and how those words contain both law and gospel and how sometimes opportunities present themselves in our lives in unexpected ways to do just that. Tonight, we have two examples. One, the little story that I just told in the children's sermon, where one little girl was at a crossroads, at an intersection, and she decided that she was going to kneel on that crumbling church's steps in prayer Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and eventually her prayer brought others. And those prayers brought others, and eventually the church rose again. It was, if you will, resurrected. And then a real-life example from one of our own members today who messaged me just a little while ago and said, I just wanted to let you know that I had an opportunity today that was very unexpected, kind of my own little crossroads. This woman works in the Orange County Public Schools with children and teenagers in the central city of Orlando, and today she had the opportunity to present her faith, to share the fact that she had been baptized and saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ with one of her students. What an incredible opportunity that was. And she said, working through those gospel in seven word little statements really helped her at that crossroads, at that intersection that she had in her life today. You never know when those crossroads are going to come. Certainly, Peter never knew when the crossroads were going to come in his life. The Apostle Peter is here with us tonight. And Peter is famous for his choices. Some of his choices he would be proud of. Other choices he would be, shall we say, not so proud of. Peter, we seem to know you very well. We hear of you very often in Scripture. It's good to have you with us tonight. I am here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am his servant and follower Indeed, I think I know why I am here, and I must say I am not pleased. No? I I, I thought you'd be happy to be among us and share your good news. Yes, yes, certainly. But, But I suspect you want to focus on a time when I did not make the choice to be a proud witness, a time when I failed. That's what is puzzling to us, and and why we want to look at that event, at the time when you denied Jesus. Seems hard to understand. You were a leader of the disciples, the one who seemed to understand Jesus and what he was doing as the Messiah. Yes, yes, yes. I thought I understood. 
Jesus even complimented me on my bold witness to who he was as God's Messiah. He called me blessed, filled with God's word. But then even after you were warned, you denied him three times. If I could go back now and face that crossroad again, I would know what to do. You see, I thought I knew what Jesus was doing. In spite of the times that he told us he was going to suffer and die, I still thought he would be what we hoped he would be. After all, he paraded into the city of Jerusalem in a way that said he was the coming king. I thought we were on the way to having God's Messiah as the king and ruler we needed. I didn't know what all that talk about suffering was all about. And that's why you could not speak his name when you were in the priest's courtyard. At that point, everything was going wrong. He wasn't supposed to be arrested. I even tried to fight for him. He wasn't supposed to be on trial. Where was his power? Where were his miracles? Where was his ability to simply walk away when they threatened him? At that point, when they accused me, I saw Jesus failing. And I failed. Were you afraid? Afraid? Oh, yes, I guess so. But I was baffled, confused, disappointed, in despair. It's, it's, it's not an excuse. It's just simply what happened. You had said you would even die with him. <laughs> Didn't you mean that? that? That was my quick mouth. Another time I spoke without thinking. I just said that to impress Jesus and the others. I, I, I was looking for another compliment. It, it was important for me to know that Jesus respected me, thought that I was worthwhile. I needed him to appreciate me and what I had done for him. And his warning. Didn't you hear his warning? Oh, Jesus said many things I really didn't understand at the time. I, 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 I guess I just wasn't hearing. It was easy for me, and I'm sure for you, too, that, to, to, to see myself as strong in the faith, able to speak the right words, able to be the one to stand up for Jesus, able to witness. But when I was in that situation, I... I could not choose the path that I knew I should choose. I could not say the words I knew I needed to say. It was dark in my spirit at that moment. And I could not see. I could not speak. A terrible time? More terrible than many of you will ever know. Oh, I know that all of us find ourselves at places where we know we should speak the good word. I know what it is like for you. You find yourselves among those who dirty their minds and mouths with words that hurt or shame. 
I know you find yourselves among those who misuse God's name, act as though his commandments don't exist. I know you struggle in your minds with what to say and do in those situations. And then the questions come. Will my words of faith help? Will they be effective? Won't what I say set me apart, make me look foolish, ruin my relationships? Oh, isn't it just better to keep quiet or to just go along? I know. You may not face a time when your words would put you in danger for your life. But certainly there are times when we all find ourselves at a crossroad that calls on us to boldly speak Jesus' name and God's will, and we fail. You know us too well. We do not speak the words that we should, when we should. I guess the best part of my story is that I did not finish my discipleship in shame or in tears of failure. Jesus came and found me that day on the beach after he had risen. He loved me enough to call me back after I had turned my back on him. Do you love me? He asked me three times. And he sent me to feed his lambs and sheep. And here is the best part. He calls you back too. He does not leave us in our failure. He does not turn away. He is there each and every day with the forgiveness we need to go on just one more day, to face one more test, to stand at one more crossroad and by his power, the power of his Holy Spirit, to be what he wants us to be. St. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's our affirmation. That is our calling. We can stand and speak the good news because he has done all for us. Certainly, certainly, most certainly so. Remember, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Seek his power to walk in the light. As we have done at this time every Wednesday so far, we're going to spend some time in silence. Tonight, I would encourage you to do one of any number of things. One, maybe think about your seven words with which you can share the gospel, the gospel in seven words, or to pray for people in life, in your life, who do not yet know Jesus or who have fallen away from him, or to pray that the Lord would present opportunities for you to share your faith, or to think about the ways we have failed to share our faith and to confess that before the Lord, knowing that he forgives us for that, and that he has come to save us from that. Let's spend some time in silence.